If you love God, that's you. If you love God, it says that all things will work together for good. What is meant for evil, God will turn it around. But it's for those that love God, those that serve God, those that believe in Him, to them that are called. God has a purpose for your life. And in order to accomplish and fulfill that purpose, God wants to demonstrate how good He is to those that love Him so that they can fulfill His purposes here on this earth just as He has called them. Psalm 31, 7 says, I will be glad and rejoice in thy mercy, for thou hast considered my trouble, thou hast known my soul in adversity. Once again, we see the beauty of God's word in that he says, in simplicity, that no matter what trouble or adversity you're going through, you can actually have gladness of heart you can rejoice in spirit. You can be glad that God is your God and in Him you have put your trust and He will deliver you no matter what. Many of the times in the New Testament, we find that the individuals will cry out, Have mercy on me, thou son of David. The mercies of God are related to God's healing. They're related to God taking care of us. You find in the scriptures in the book of Lamentation that God's mercies are new every single day. His faithfulness is unto all generations. Therefore, God is faithful. His mercies are truly, truly undeserved in our lives. But yet he is a faithful and merciful God. And we have a faithful and merciful high priest. And we can come to the mercy seat of God and find there in time of need, according to Hebrews chapter 4, verse 16, let us therefore come boldly, come boldly unto the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Do you find yourself in need of any kind? Then go to the throne of God. Go to the throne and go with confidence and boldness. It's an invitation that is made. Take faith with you. Go there in the boldness of God's word and obtain the mercy. Find the grace that you're looking for to help you in the time of need. What is your need? Whatever the need is, then that means it's time to come boldly before His throne. Then, don't carry all that weight alone. Don't carry the burden all alone. Cast your care upon Him, for He cares for you. Jesus said, if you're heavy laden, and you got all these burdens that you're carrying about in your life, Come unto Him. Cast them on Him. You'll find that He is tender, loving, caring, merciful. He is meek. And He will, He says, if you take of my yoke, you will find that His load is light. Because He's carrying the whole weight. 
At the same time, he's also carrying you. So cast your cares according to 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 7. Cast your cares upon him, for he cares for you. And don't take too much thought for tomorrow or for the things concerning tomorrow. It's, it's rough enough, enough, just to deal with the things for today. Therefore, according to the scripture, Jesus said in Matthew 6, 34, Take therefore no thought for tomorrow, for tomorrow shall take thought for the things of itself. Sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. So don't pile it on. Don't cram it in. Leave the things that need to be left for tomorrow until tomorrow. And the things that deal with today, deal with the things of today. Be careful for nothing. That means don't be anxious, don't worry, don't be fretful. According to Philippians chapter 4, in verse 6, Be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. <clears throat> Let's look at that verse carefully. He is saying, do not, for anything, no matter what it is, don't be anxious about it. Don't be anxious about your situation. But in everything that you are going through, go through it with prayer, not alone. You cannot walk this life separated from God, separated from the Holy Spirit, separated from the Word, separated from prayer, separated from the body. It is impossible. But right here it says, do not walk this life and all of its anxieties and burdens and all its fretfulness. Do not walk it alone, but walk it with prayer. Add supplication to that. And then add to your supplication also thanksgiving. Be grateful for what you have. Be grateful in the circumstances that he has brought you through and or from. Be grateful and thankful for all he has done and is doing and is yet that will be accomplished and will be done by him also. Let your requests be made known unto God. Don't keep them secret. Don't keep them hidden. Don't keep them away somewhere locked up, but let them know. He will have an ear that is attentive unto your cry. If you come to him with all your heart, all your mind, all your soul, come to him and you will in no wise, in no way be turned away from him. And what is the result of coming to him in this manner? The result is that the peace of God, which passes all understanding and we cannot comprehend it, shall guard, shall keep, shall protect your hearts. And your minds through Jesus Christ. Our hearts and our minds are very, very delicate. And they need to be protected. Proverbs chapter 4 verse 20 onward. It talks about the heart. And it talks about guarding it above everything that is guarded. Everything that is protected. 
Guard your heart above all things. Why? Because out of your heart is where the issues of life flow out of. And if our heart is left unprotected and it's full of fear, it's full of worry, it's full of confusion, then our mind will be full of fear and worry and confusion. Then our actions in our body are going to be likewise filled with fear, with confusion. But if we let his word have proper place in our hearts, and we give him the thankfulness, the glory, we give him the praise that is due to him, then God will guard your hearts. He will guard your minds. So God does not <clears throat> and will not give us a spirit of fear. But God has given us a spirit of love, of power, and a mind of self-control, a mind of temperance like an athlete especially during the olympics that controls his actions controls his thoughts going for the victory each and every step that they take when they run or when they swim whatever they're doing their ultimate goal is to have victory and they self-discipline their hearts and their minds and their bodies even their very tongues if necessary, their thought life to be able to come out victorious at the end. So once again, don't be fretful. Don't be afraid. Don't be worried. But let the word of God richly fill your heart. Let it enrich you. And then we find in the book of Isaiah, chapter 51, verse 11, Therefore, the redeemed of the Lord, we are the redeemed. You can say it proudly. You can say it with all confidence. I am redeemed. I have been redeemed by the blood of Jesus. I've been redeemed by my God. Let the redeemed of the Lord, it says, Therefore shall the redeemed of the Lord return and come with singing unto Zion. With everlasting joy shall be upon their heads. They shall obtain gladness and joy. And sorrow and mourning shall flee away. Look at that. When you let God work in your life, there is everlasting joy. The Apostle Peter talked about joy unspeakable and full of glory. There is joy that nobody can take away from you. That comes from God. It has nothing to do with happiness. There is joy that God gives to each and every one of his children. And that joy, according to Nehemiah, winds up being your strength. And your sorrow and your mourning, your weeping, your crying, shall flee away. What wonderful sets of promises that have been given to us. And this is just when you find yourself in the midst of trouble. I want to take the uh, other studies and talk about the promises of God when there's sickness in your midst, the midst of your body, the midst of your family, the midst of your home. And talk about when there's financial distress also. And looking at all those promises. But for today, 
we're just going to be looking at this and come the next sessions we will be looking at God's promises concerning the things that just were mentioned beforehand until then rejoice in the promises of God have access to them in your heart and in your mind so that when the enemy comes with fear or doubt or confusion or unbelief you can pull out that word from the innermost parts of your being and say, I will believe what God says, not what my eyes see. For God has promised this, and I will agree with what God has said. My confession is not one of craziness, but it is a confession of agreement. I agree that God has said, by the stripes of Jesus, I was healed. Therefore, I agree with what God says. I agree that God says in his word that he shall bless me going in and bless me going out. I agree with what God says that you shall be the head and not the tail. I agree with what God says. All these blessings shall come upon you and shall overtake you. Not what my eyes and the natural state of my being is right now. But I will believe what God has says over what my eyes, my ears say to me take that work it in your life and let it produce in jesus mighty name declare it over your family declare it over your home declare it over your going ins and outs and be blessed and truly may this be for you the lord bless you the lord keep you the lord make his face shine upon you the lord be gracious unto you the lord lift up his countenance and may he give you peace in jesus name amen and amen and we will see you i want to welcome everyone back again today we will see you again on the next study as we continue our search and asking for God to help us through our trying times in the times that we live. Until then, God bless you, rejoice in Him, and be ever thankful. Amen and amen.